0: My bells are ringing, my soul is singing. I'm the praise singer, I'm the bell ringer, the truth weller, the storyteller. Baskets are hand woven, many things we use are hand woven. We as a people, We as a group of sisters or a group of brothers, we're all hand-woven. Hand in hand, we help one another. Hand-woven, hand-woven in praise of sisterhood. Hand-woven, hand-woven in praise of sisterhood. You know, my fingers ache. My shoulders feel as though they're about to break. But the sisters, you sisters, your hand-woven words give us strength. Sometimes the sun burns my arms. Sometimes my hands won't stay warm. But sisters, sisters of the word, your threads of wisdom gives us guidance. And when we go through things, we have to say, hold on to me, sweet child. Hold on to me, dear mama. Hold on to me, blessed nana. Hold on to me, my precious sister. I'm talking about four generations. The sister, the child, the mama, and the grandmama holding on, holding on during a storm, holding on during a peach march. Together, we are hand woven. Together we are hand-woven. Asante sana. Asante sana. I say thank you to Phyllis Wheatley. I say thank you to Frances Ellen Watkins-Hopper. I say thank you to Zora Neil Hurston. I say thank you, Asante sana, to Gwendolyn Brooks. Sisters sisterhood, sisters of the written word, sisters of the oral word. Your prose of empowerment gives us courage. Your verses of inspiration gives us hope. Asante sana, asante sana to Maya Angelou. Asante sana, asante sana to Alice Walker. Asante Sana, Asante Sana, to Sonia Sanchez. Asante Sana, Asante Sana, to Tony, Tony Morrison. To Tony, Tony Morrison. Together, we are hand-woven. Together, we are hand-woven. Hand-woven, together, we walk in prayer. And woven together, we walk in the light. And woven together, we walk in prayer. And woven together, we walk day and night. We are handwoven in love and truth. We are handwoven in peace and justice. Together, we are handwoven. Together, we are handwoven. In the sisterhood, those who will come after the ancestors, those who will come after the elders, you will be handwoven, handwoven in praise of our sisters, in praise of the sisters, in praise of sisterhood. Handwoven really is a combination of two poems. The original poem of of handwoven again, was a cancer experience, going through cancer and writing what you're going through. And I had to endure a lot of pain and a lot of suffering with my cancer because I had surgeries, I had chemo, and I had radiation. But I was inspired by so many people. I was inspired by, you know, my family, my sisterhood, and I was encouraged. And so many people prayed for me, people from all faiths, some people who worked believers who consider themselves atheists and agnostics prayed for me and one of my friends who goes to this beautiful this beautiful Episcopal church told them to ring a bell for me every day at 12 noon and they did and they called out my name now I never heard it but she said that happened every day I don't know if they still do it or not but I know they did it for, for a long time And I ring bells. I'm known for ringing bells. And so just the idea that a bell was ringing for me really encouraged me. And people would call me on the phone and pray. I would receive cards and prayers in the mail. And I received uh, emails of, uh, of prayers. And even um, this, the poem that I wrote. One of the storytellers, her name is—we uh, call her Mama Doctor Deborah. Uh, Deborah Pierce Fakule. She wrote like a tune to this poem, and I kind of sing it, but I can't sing it as good as she can. So I kind of make up my own little thing with it, but. I put in the poem, how the poem was changed, is that I put in the poem famous writers who I admire, whom I admire. And this poem is featured in the chapbook, Remembering Toni Morrison. And so it it didn't necessarily have to be about her, but it could be what she represented. It could be about her spirit. So I put in this poem women writers, who have inspired me, so that's what the poem is about.
1: I just wanted to say, how powerful is it that um, us as human beings, and I always, um, as a wise woman who said this, and I like to repeat it, she says we are spiritual beings having a human experience. I'll repeat that: we are spiritual beings having a human experience, and I thought it was so powerful how you were saying that. Even when you felt like you didn't have the strength, it's almost like the people who were surrounded by you or who surrounded you gave you energy and gave you that that uh, that healing property that you needed in that time of of you, you know, kind of being on a, on a low. And it's amazing how people, when people come together, they can unite and they could give you what you need in your season that you needed.
0: Yes, that is exactly right. Um... Because um when you're going through cancer, and most people say this is true when they go through it, it's like a battle. It's like a battle. It's like you're in the battle for your life. And I have friends who went through it. They used a holistic approach, and they didn't take any uh, – chemo or radiation or any surgery uh not not at first that is but the ones i'm thinking of except for two went totally holistic with it but and people prayed for them but unfortunately they didn't survive and that shocked me One of my closest friends who died from cancer, I couldn't believe it because she was in great shape. She didn't have an ounce of fat on her. She was a great dancer, and she watched everything she ate. And yet, she didn't survive. And so I feel that I survived because not only were people praying for me, but also because of my faith and because I believe that I had to rely on everybody positive who was there to help me. So, yes, I did rely on the doctors. And I even asked the doctor, I said, "Um, let me see your hands. He was the one who operated on me, and he had very slender, small hands, almost of a child, but they say that children are able to make those huge oriental carpets. We call them oriental carpets, but those huge carpets you see that come from Armenia and India and Russia, they say they're able to sew And that's what surgery is all about. It's about not only cutting you open, but it's also very carefully, but it's also about stitching, too. And so I looked at his hands, and I told him, I said, I'm going to pray, pray for you and pray for your hands. And he said, that's good. He said, because my mother prays for me every night. I said, will you tell your mother that I say thank her? I thank her. And tell her, I said, Asante Sana, I thank her for praying for you, and you let her know I'm praying for you as well. And so I also prayed to the God I believe in. I was raised in the Christian church, St. Paul AME Church, the church that was founded by Richard Allen. And Richard Allen was a warrior. He was a freedom fighter. He was an abolitionist. He was an organizer. He was the founder of the African Methodist Episcopal Church in America, and he was also a writer. And he collected hymns. And he was he was uh, very resilient, and he believed in the rights of African people. Because in those days, in the 1700s, 1800s, we weren't considered Americans. So we were still considered Africans. So to me, he was one of the first people who really promoted believing in oneself, believing, having pride in where you came from, having pride in being an African. So... All of that went into me battling uh, my cancer. And I'm still battling some of the side effects from the cancer now. Because as people will tell you, when you so-called are cured from cancer, you're never truly over the cancer. That experience is always with you and it stays with you. You have flashbacks. Uh, But, again, I was very fortunate, and I'm very grateful, and, and I'm very humbled that people helped me. Not only did people pray for me, but people came to assist me. I had three sisters. I call them my transportation angels. They came to my home, and at different times, uh one would take me to the doctor one would take me to get my uh my my chemotherapy sometimes i would get sick from the i would get very ill from the chemotherapy and a lot and well, what a lot of people don't realize is that you can die from the chemotherapy people, everybody doesn't survive who who gets the the uh, chemotherapy uh chemotherapy is very dangerous Because you're literally putting poison in your body. But my family, my doctors felt that this was the best route, the best way for me to go. And so I had faith in them. I listened, and that's the way I went. But the chemo would make me very, very ill. And time I would get it, in a a matter of about a few days, I'd have to go right back to the hospital. So there were people, my transportation angels, who took me to the hospital. They took me to get my blood test. They took me when I had to get uh, a test dealing with uh, my heart. Uh, They took me just everywhere I needed to go, and then there would be emergencies where I would get so sick and call them, they had to rush me to emergency. Because with the chemo, when you get ill, you have to go, through the whole process of going through emergency, going through e r again, and then they would admit me, and I would be in the hospital for about a week. I would get out, rest up time I felt better. it was time to go back in and get chemo again. I think you get chemo every so many weeks, so I had to endure that uh practically the whole uh the whole the whole spring and and summer. And then I had to deal with the radiation in the fall. And once my, once they said I was cured, you ring a bell. And here again, I'm into bells. I love bells. And all this happened at Johns Hopkins Hospital. And when you your last day there, they had this huge bell for you to ring. And I brought my own bells from home. And so when it was time, I invited friends. The storytellers came, my transportation storytelling angels came, my family was there, my daughter passed out cookies to everyone. I rung those bells, I rung my bells, I gave out my call, and people in Johns Hopkins came from everywhere. And what was interesting is that there were people there from all over the world. One man had driven from Ohio just to get a radiation treatment there had people were there who had come from the Arab countries, who had come. One man had come from, all the way from China to to a Johns Hopkins, and so I invited them all there. While I began to ring those bells, I rung those bells, I rung my bells. I guess you say I was in church. I shouted, I gave testimony, and some people were crying, and every and then other people started testifying. And so it was a beautiful experience. So uh, from all those experiences, you might say that poem, Hand Woven, came out of me because when you're going through something, you, you know, some people can go through something alone and be okay. But it's like the song that Bill Withers sings, Lean On Me. Sometimes you do have to lean on people and you do have to accept people's kindness and their generosity. And you have to be grateful and appreciative. And I am so grateful and so so appreciative. My poem, Handwoven, it's really, as I say in the poem, it's in praise of sisterhood. Because sometimes you're in situations where you need your sisters to come and help you you know you need to cry on their shoulder you need to hold their hand you need them to just hug you now we're doing we're during the pandemic during this pandemic we really can't or shouldn't hug or hold hands so what people are doing they're like elbowing or as i tell people i I'm sending you loves and hugs, you know, through the email or through the phone or through a prayer. I'm still praying for you. I'm sending you my hugs and loves, you know. Uh, I hope you feel them. I hope you feel what I'm sending you. So I think that's what's happening with the pandemic because even during this pandemic pandemic, We still have to lean on each other, even if it's not physically. We have to lean on each other spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, you know, financially. You know, all the different ways in which people need each other. That's what has happened or has to happen during this pandemic. During this pandemic, you can't make it just by yourself. Because you got to be careful you come in, come in contact with people.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so it's definitely something that, on one sense, people are isolated and separated, and another sense, in another sense, they are still depending on on one another.
1: Yeah, yeah, in spirit, that's true.
0: Yes, in spirit. As I say, every time I feel the spirit singing in my heart, I will pray. That's one of our spirituals.